Section 17 of Whom We Shall Welcome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Whom We Shall Welcome. Report of the President's Commission on Immigration and Naturalization. Part 4. Chapter 11a. Fair Hearing and Procedure. Americans treasure a person's privilege to fair consideration in proceedings conducted by a government official. The concept of fair dealing is enshrined in the Bill of Rights, which guarantees that no man shall be deprived of his liberty without due process of law. It is rooted in centuries of solid experience in Anglo-Saxon law. Testimony given at the Commission's hearings contains complaints by reliable witnesses to the effect that important aspects of our procedure for the consideration of applications by aliens to come into and of their right to remain in the United States are not fair. There are several problems which arise in this connection. First, the present lack of any formal review of a consular denial of a visa. Second, the adequacy of the procedure for review of exclusion and deportation orders. And third, the nature of court review of administrative decisions. Each of these problems involves the fairness of consideration given to an alien. The Commission recommends Review of Consular Decisions that the denial of a visa to enter the United States should be subject to review by a Board of Immigration and Visa Appeals. Fair Hearing and Procedure in Exclusion and Deportation That a Board of Immigration and Visa Appeals be established by statute to be concerned exclusively with the adjudication of cases arising under the immigration laws that hearing examiners in exclusion and deportation cases be separated from enforcement functions and placed under the supervision of the board of immigration and visa appeals that deportation hearings be conducted in conformity with the administrative procedure act that the caliber of hearing examiners be improved judicial review that an exclusive statutory form of judicial review be established in deportation cases, that habeas corpus continue to be the form of judicial review in exclusion cases, that there be no judicial review of actions denying a visa, that the courts be specifically authorized to decide whether denials of bail pending determination of deportability are arbitrary or illegal. Review of Consular Decisions The preponderance of the testimony before the Commission is to the effect that in giving complete and unreviewable authority to consular officers, the law and practice fail to conform with traditional American reliance upon fair hearings as a safeguard against abuse of power. Present System under the present system, the consul occupies a unique position in American law and practice. By express provision of law, no one can review his decision on a visa application. The Secretary of State is charged with the general administration of the statutory provisions relating to the duties and functions of diplomatic and consular officers of the United States. 
however the secretary of state has no power to control or direct the consuls in certain visa activities the act of nineteen fifty two made crystal clear the finality of the consular officer's power in visa issuance by specifying that the secretary of state could control all consular activities except those powers duties and functions conferred upon the consular officers relating to the granting or refusal of visas it was repeatedly testified at the commission's hearings that such administrative absolutism was unparalleled in the whole range of american law in the senate judiciary committee's study the chief purpose for vesting such complete authority in a subordinate official doubtless was the committee's desire to place additional barriers in the way of undesirable aliens additional fences of protection which the alien must surmount the committee evidently was unconcerned with the desirable aliens whose application might be improperly or unfairly denied if the consul's decisions were not reviewed the committee stated the subcommittee concludes however that to allow an appeal from a consul's denial of a visa would be to make a judicial determination of a right when in fact a right does not exist an alien has no right to come to the united states and the refusal of a visa is not an invasion of his rights permitting a review of visa decisions would permit an alien to get his case into united states courts causing a great deal of difficulty in the administration of the immigration laws every witness before the commission who discussed the consul's absolute authority criticized it without reservation the chairman of the committee on immigration and naturalization of the administrative law section of the american bar association said it has become a fundamental premise of our jurisprudence that the decision of weighty matters should almost never be placed in the power of a single individual free from the control of a superior reviewing body we search in vain for any parallel in our institutions for this despotic consular absolutism relatively few decisions even of federal judges are free from the possibility of appellate revision but the consul is not only immune from review but from any other kind of check even of publicity if there is such a thing as an axiom of law it is that where there is power there must be safeguards against the abuse of power we have no doubt that consuls as a group are as conscientious and honorable as any other group of government officials we may even assume that they are much more so still it is indefensible to give any man acting in secret in a remote land autocratic power to grant or withhold a privilege of such enormous value as that of entrance to this country issuance or denial of a visa frequently involves complicated legal problems of eligibility and determinations of foreign law such as whether a crime has been committed yet as stated elsewhere only three per cent of consular officials are attorneys consular officials are required to decide whether a prospective immigrant is likely to become a public charge medical questions complicated security issues occasionally involving knowledge of foreign political economic and social movements and a host of other issues involving technical knowledge and the wise exercise of discretion and yet the visa issuing consular officers 
are generally junior and subordinate officers in our consulates an assignment to visa-issuing duties is not always regarded as a desirable post within the foreign service the commission finds no persuasive reason why the determinations of a consular officer in visa cases should not be reviewed the commission assumes that all consular officers are loyal disinterested public servants but human beings do err in interpreting law and assessing facts it is undesirable to permit the possibility of control of human destinies by caprice prejudice or mistake subject to no regulation or review the commission is informed that existing practices permit some opportunities for informal reconsideration however such reconsideration which is generally limited to aliens who are able to interest sponsors attorneys or members of congress in their case is palpably inadequate the commission recommends that a formal appeal procedure be established by statute giving opportunity for appeal on the denial of a visa precedents for review of consular action the commission has sought advice from those urging such review as to the methods by which it should be established the commission is convinced that there are no substantial practical difficulties to be encountered in establishing such a review procedure which cannot be easily overcome as a matter of fact procedures have been established in comparable situations which are precedents for the commission's recommendations world war ii visa review procedures elaborate procedures to review applications for visas were in effect during world war ii under such procedures with few exceptions all visa applications of aliens seeking to enter the united states whether for temporary or permanent stay had to be submitted in advance for central clearance in the department of state such consideration was limited to security factors and the determination was only as to whether the entry of the applicant would be prejudicial to the safety of the united states the procedure for such review of prospective visa action required the alien to submit detailed information in writing in addition the review agencies had a complete record which included such items as recommendations from the consular officer handling the case abroad intelligence reports bearing upon the alien concerned statements and affidavits from the sponsor and others and miscellaneous information regarding the alien and his sponsors three distinct visa review bodies were set up in this wartime procedure the first was composed of interdepartmental committees comprising one representative from the departments of state war and navy from the federal bureau of investigation and the immigration and naturalization service these committees made recommendations to the secretary of state if accepted they were sent on to the visa issuing officers as advisory opinions if rejected the cases went on to the second link in the chain of review procedures the interdepartmental visa review committees composed of representatives of the same government agencies involved in the first committees here oral argument and representation by attorneys was allowed if the committee's opinion in any case was accepted by the secretary of state it became the department's advisory opinion 
If not, the matter was referred to the third and last stage, the Board of Appeals on visa cases, which considered the whole file. The Board of Appeals was composed of two persons appointed by the President with an alternate. It held no hearings, and cases were decided on the basis of the written records, including statements and other materials available to the other review committees. The Board of Appeals operated for about three and a half years, from November 1941 to June 1945, and made definitive recommendations in 22,622 cases. In only one case did the Secretary of State not follow its recommendation. In over 73% of the cases, the Board of Appeals affirmed the Interdepartmental Visa Review Committees, in 26% of the cases, it recommended in favor of the visa applicant after the review committee had recommended otherwise. Present Visa Review Procedures Information supplied by the Chief of the Visa Division in the Department of State indicates that there is now in existence an informal procedure to review determinations in visa cases, both in advance of such determinations and after they are made. One entails a review by the Visa Division of the Department of State of visa cases still in the course of processing at a consular post abroad, prior to final action by the visa officer. In certain categories of cases, such a review is mandatory. The other entails a review by the Division after final action has been taken by a visa officer, in issuing, or much more often in refusing issuance, of a visa. Any visa case still under active consideration, and before final consular action has been taken, is reviewable either by the visa officer concerned, or his superiors in the field, or by the visa division, upon request of the applicant or persons interested in his behalf, upon presentation of good and sufficient reason. However, it is comparatively rare that such a request will be made by the applicant or other interested parties while the case is in progress. Although in theory there is a review of consular action prior to final determination, in practice this is a reconsideration requested either by the consul or his superior, in the nature of purely administrative supervision, and not a review requested by the applicant immigrant. The Chief of the Visa Division of the Department of State also advised the Commission of the procedures in effect concerning cases in which action has already been taken on a visa application. In cases of refusal, where there is more than one consular officer at a post, the refusals may be reviewed by such second officer, as well as by the supervisor. All refusals of visas are reported to the Department, with explanatory information. In addition, upon request by members of Congress, attorneys, or other individuals on behalf of an alien, the case may be reconsidered in the visa division. However, there is no established or published procedure for the reconsideration of final consular action denying visas, nor any power to reverse the original decision. Occasionally the file is sent for, and then each case is handled as a specific problem. But in any event, this review process is inadequate, because at most it can only result in an advisory opinion 
and the issuing consul cannot be directed to reverse his determination these two so-called review practices are not in any sense appellate reviews rather they partake largely of the nature of management or administrative supervisory and reporting devices neither procedure meets the normal requirements for fair administrative review of decisions for the following reasons one the alien is not given a right of review in his case two there is no definite review or appellate procedure no specific review panels appeal boards or other similar formally established bodies function if there is any review at all it may be made individually by an officer of the division or by the chief of the division or by an ad hoc panel of several division officers depending upon the importance or complexity of the case three there is no published information on the opportunity for such review or the steps to be taken to obtain it the procedure is based on unpublished departmental instructions to its staff four the consul is not bound by the advisory opinion if the existence of these generally unknown and diverse methods of review have any value in this connection it would seem that they are precedents for the creation of a more formal and improved review one that would meet the test of fairness one of the administrative problems to be solved in establishing a formal review procedure is the nature of the record upon which such review can be had this problem apparently has been satisfactorily solved in the existing procedure for reconsideration of consular action in such instances the record of a case submitted for reconsideration consists for the most part of the applicant's dossier this includes the data relating to him personally biographical information and background data together with statements offered in his behalf by interested parties recommendations by the visa officer abroad and in general all material which bears directly upon the issue which enables the reviewing authority to formulate a reasoned advisory opinion if the case is being reviewed on security grounds the record must contain all data obtainable which relates to the applicant's status as a possible security threat including intelligence agency reports and results of other investigatory bodies inquiries if the financial responsibility of the sponsor is in doubt then the record will include all possible available data relating to his financial status so that the reviewing authority may decide if sufficient financial ability and responsibility is indicated review of cases involving claims to american citizenship in addition to the precedence and procedure for reconsideration of consular visa actions there also are procedures to review consular actions in connection with passports one board of review since 1941 procedures have been available in the department of state permitting review of consular decisions denying passports a board of review in the passport division was then established to consider appeals which deny an american passport to a person abroad claiming united states citizenship the board of review has adopted no formal rules of procedure 
the persons concerned may have their cases considered upon the basis of the material constituting the existing record plus any additional evidence they may desire to submit or they may request a formal hearing at which witnesses may appear and the interested person may be represented by an attorney the commission is informed that the facts in the department's possession are disclosed in such hearings and that the person concerned is given full opportunity to present his case two board of passport appeals as a result of considerable public criticism of the procedures of the department of state in denying passports for security reasons echoes of which appeared in the testimony before the commission by some of our outstanding scientists a board of passport appeals was established by the department of state in august of nineteen fifty two provision is made for tentative disapprovals of passport applications accompanied by notice in writing of the tentative refusal and of the reasons on which it is based as specifically as in the judgment of the department of state secrecy considerations permit the applicant is entitled to appeal to a hearing officer of the passport division to be represented by counsel and to submit affidavits and other evidence if the decision of the passport division is adverse the applicant is informed of such action and of his right to appeal to the board of passport appeals the board is authorized to publish its rules of procedure and accords the applicant the right to a hearing and to representation by counsel this board's jurisdiction includes appeal from actions by consular officers in denying passports for reasons of national security the board of review has jurisdiction to review actions by consular officers denying passports because of doubts as to american citizenship three denials of certificates of identity the law provides for the issuance of a certificate of identity to a person in a foreign country whose claim to united states citizenship is rejected and who desires to proceed to the united states in order to attempt to obtain a judicial declaration confirming his claim to american citizenship the statute specifically provides that such an individual is entitled to appeal to the secretary of state from a decision of a consular officer denying a certificate of identity where a consular officer refuses a certificate of identity and an appeal is taken to the secretary of state the case is reviewed in its entirety by the passport division these precedents indicate the feasibility of procedures for reviewing consular actions on visa applications recommendations the commission is convinced that there is no substantial reason for continuing the present system under which the consular officers determinations in visa cases are final and not reviewable as of right the board of immigration and visa appeals the creation of which is proposed by this commission should have the statutory authority to review all denials of visas with full authority to reverse such actions and direct issuance of visas where a visa is denied either formally or informally the alien should be informed in writing of the basis for such denial and of his right to have the matter reviewed by the proposed board of immigration and visa appeals 
upon the filing of such an appeal by an alien with a visa-issuing officer, the latter should be required to forward to the board a written report, accompanied by any pertinent affidavits or documents, describing the facts and the basis for his action. There should be no requirement of a formal hearing before the visa-issuing officer. The alien should not be authorized to come to the United States merely for the purpose of presenting his appeal. The alien should be entitled to know the grounds for refusal, except such as are determined by the board to be unavailable for security reasons. The alien should be entitled to representation by counsel before the board. End of section 17. Recording by Maria Casper.